Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. She doesn't just think it. She says it on camera. I'm white and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their purses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive for any neighborhood I please. At any hour and the police don't do a thing. So if I see a penny on the ground. I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I got everything I need I'm a guy getting paid more than a girl with a degree And I can walk down the streets after dark No one wants to rape me And I can get a girl pregnant And just as easily flee like my straight white male dad did to me So if I see a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need I've got a pile of broken mirrors And I'm walking under ladders And I'm spilling tons of salt But to me that doesn't matter Cause my skin and my gender and my orientation Are the best things to have if you live in this nation I recommend it highly So if I see a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Shit's gonna work out for me Cause I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Alright everybody, welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree We do the show live every Wednesday at 7pm Pacific right here on Twitch That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia For anybody listening on the pod, make sure you follow us over there show can also be found later on Odyssey, YouTube Rumble and BitChute. I know that's a weird collection of places, but I do like to piss off the chuds on BitChute. Um, you can support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex or just go to echoplexmedia.com slash support and you can buy items, any kind of stuff, all kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm producer Dave, flying solo tonight, homo alono. HK is on adventures and he'll be back next week. And uh, we have something kind of cool lined up for next week. And by that, I mean, HK is picking the, uh, the topic next week. So there's a certain wooden room that we haven't visited in long form in quite some time. In fact, we said we were going to stop visiting that wooden room in long form. The thing is, Brett Weinstein has seemed rather rudderless on Twitter lately, and his behavior has been odd, like more, more so than usual. So I thought it might be a good time to check back in this week. And so here we have it, our return to the Galaxy Brain Humidor. This is the Dark Horse Podcast, episode 138, Thou Shalt Follow the Science.
Our intro music is way cooler. Okay. Hey Here folks, we welcome to the Dark Horse. What happened there? Live stream number 138. We are your Dark Horses in residence. I am Dr. Brett Weinstein. This is Dr. Heather Hying. Mm -hmm. We have suffered a uh, technological malfunction, but have recovered splendidly, I will say. Oh, so splendid. Splendidly. Mm -hmm. um, that means their sun is grounded. Warn people that although I feel great, I have a lingering cough from whatever it is that got me, which tested three times negative for COVID. So I don't think it was COVID. But anyway, a lingering cough, please bear with us if I end up coughing in the middle of a concept and uh, dial up your level of inference. You may be able to finish my thought for me in your head. I know that sounds crazy, but it can happen. And uh, with that, let us uh, orient the audience to where we are headed. We are going to talk today about authoritarians and fiats and science and scientific misconduct and organizations that say that they exist to provide accurate data and not to propose policy and yet manage to sneak in the ideology du jour into what they write and produce. And it causes a person, a thinking person, I think, to, to wonder what actually is possible, like how how ideology free, how opinion free, how feelings free, if you will, uh, can factual representation of un currently understood to be true things be in in 2022 when social media like she's just asking how do we do we think facts or facts or things things is working hard to make it is this studio really made of wood it's true and what's not are all we right. still are we still live zach okay zach's grounded okay all right so you Okay. <laughs> Damn, look at that chemistry, everybody. Look at that chemistry. Um, yeah, Wait, no, they're not having a technical um, malfunction. Yeah. They're fucking malfunctioning. Look at this. This isn't a technical malfunction. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what's going on. Um, I just have to check in. Zach, we got a lot of glitchy stuff here on our screen. Okay. Mom, if you knew how to use your fucking computer, maybe this would work better. So probably to the relief of some people listening right now, we're not going to be back next Saturday. <laughs> we are not going to be here. There will be another podcast that Brett is doing with, uh, with a guest that will be up uh, at, at the same time. Uh, so uh, that will... That will keep you thinking, hopefully. And we will be doing a live Q&A after today's stream. If if the technology allows, you can ask questions at darkhorsesubmissions.com. So my usual hourly rate, if I was going to help somebody build out their studio, would be around $100 an hour. And that would be, I'd do, I'd do everything. You just have to buy the computer and shit. Uh, for them, for them, $1,850, not one, not 18.50 but one comma eight five zero one thousand eight hundred fifty dollars an hour and I plus expenses and I will go up to Portland and I will idiot proof your fucking studio. We uh, are live on both Odyssey and YouTube. As far as I know, uh, the chat is live on Odyssey at the moment. We have some cool stuff for sale at darkhorsestore.org. They turned off the YouTube chat because everybody was trolling them. Like just everybody. They were getting fucking wrecked in the YouTube chat. 
find various products like Epic Tabbies and Dire Wolves and, uh, and Jabs at Pfizer. <laughs> yes. And YouTube and other things. We, uh, I always encourage you to find our book, Hunter Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century, and to find Natural Selections, which is my Substack, where I have weekly-ish, uh, postings on various topics that are, um, you know, widely, widely dispersed in topic, but like what we talk about here on Dark Horse. Uh, basically, if it, um, if it evolved, it's fair game, and that includes just about everything. And we even talk about some things that don't evolve. We occasionally talk about rocks, but not very often. Quasars. Yeah, I I don't think we've ever talked about quasars. I have. On Dark Horse? Uh, Soda Voce, you know. Oh, Pretz an astrophysicist, too. Yeah, I don't think you have. I think you're just trying to come up with things that don't evolve, which, of course, yes, that's true of quasars, but I don't think we've ever talked about them here. All right, folks. <laughs> if you remember where it is that <laughs> I... Yes. mentioned quasars mm -hmm. sotto voce or not sotto voce or otherwise please feel free to introduce that information into our into our sphere in the comments or or wherever yes okay so we are supported by our audience uh, we appreciate you subscribing to the channel okay listen zach what you need to do i'll give zach some free advice what you need to do is get them better mic stands put the mic a little closer to their faces and turn the fucking gain down and then on the compressor you need to decrease the ratio, decrease the input, and then turn up the makeup gain a little bit. Liking, sharing both our full episodes on YouTube and Odyssey, and of course the clips at Dark Horse Podcast Clips. Uh, and we encourage anyone who can afford to, to support us, not just by sharing our work, but also by contributing to our Patreons, where, uh, within a few minutes of us finishing here today, I will, uh, set up the question asking period on my Patreon for our private monthly Q&A, which is a lot of fun. It's smaller than these in these chats with our live streams. And so we actually get to interact with the chat. Brett just had a conversation on his Patreon this morning, which uh, I assume as always went really well. I believe it did. We are uh, dialing in a model for the admixture between acting and planning. Acting and planning. Mm -hmm. All right. And, uh, and at both of our Patreons, you can get access to our Discord community where, uh, there's a lively community of people who do not. You have to pay to join their Discord. For having opinions that are different from theirs. And they do things like book clubs and virtual karaoke and are actually planning, um, a, a real life meetup. They've done a couple, but a real life meetup in the Pacific Northwest at the end of the summer. I have an error correction. Several sentences ago, I said between acting and planning, that's not what I meant. It falsely represents the coalition of the reasonable group. Okay. Uh, acting and preparing, that is to say, for future action. Okay. All right. I feel better now. Do you? <laughs> A little. <laughs> okay. So uh, at the Discord community, uh, you... <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Okay. Do <laughs> you have any more corrections? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Um, we do encourage you to join to to join that community and to join us on our Patreons. Um, this is going to be a tough a tough day. Clearly, um, I am going to start with our sponsors for the week, for which we are very 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 grateful. I am going to skip this part about their sponsors. You should not support any of these products. These are bad companies that support bad people, and you should not support any of these companies. If they claim they don't know what Brett and Heather are doing, then they just haven't done their due diligence, and uh, they probably do know what Brett and Heather are doing.
I'm curious what the product is, but not curious enough to expose an audience to it. Made it his mission. People registered. It's aimed their voice. God, this is a long fucking ad. And particular situation. Like, so, why is that? Why is this ad so long? One deal. There's receive.com. So, perhaps our technical difficulties are in the rearview mirror. That would be great. That would be great. And we are ready to, to discuss some of the topics of the day. It has been a strange week uh, in the world and, wow. uh, and also in our world. Uh, and so uh, we just have, we have a number of things that we might want to say something about. And if, if this makes sense, I was thinking that you might lead us off uh, by talking a little bit about what has happened to Salman Rushdie. Yes, what has happened to Salman Rushdie is... Um, oh no, they're going to say it's like wokeness gone wild. They're going to say it's like woke people's fault think shocking to every thinking person and at another level it's something which has a, a history leading up to it of 33 years Salman Rushdie was attacked this week prior my understanding is to giving a talk in New York and he was gravely injured I believe he is expected to survive but uh, might lose an eye and uh, has serious damage which will impact him uh, from here on through his life um, this is <clears throat> presumably the result of a fatwa issued 33 years ago by Ayatollah Khomeini um, based on the fact that he had apparently uh, delivered uh, offense to Allah in the Satanic Verses, a book of fiction that he, uh, he penned. Mm -hmm. And he has lived under that threat courageously for all of those decades and uh, I learned in looking into that fatwa. They're going to compare themselves to Salman Rushdie. I swear, I swear to you, they're, gonna, they're about to do that. In 2012, several million dollars yeah. uh, that has been offered for a person who, who eliminates him. It was never lifted, and uh, several of the translators of his work into other languages were attacked. And um, I believe a couple of them were killed. So, um, you know, even... Even translating the work is deemed worthy of, um, is deemed a, mor a mortal offense. Yes, and <clears throat> although <clears throat> the Iranian government has distanced itself from the fatwa, the monetary reward uh, was raised by a semi-official entity connected. So this is really a fundamental question about how the world uh, is to be run, what is within the purview of a nation state and what is not. It is also well worth noting, as many people have, that there is some comparison to be made between uh, this violent act and, and what happened to you and me on Twitter yesterday and cancel culture. And of course, one. Oh, no, no, they're fucking. No, this is not cancel culture. Dude, cancel culture. No, 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 no. Even like the people talking, like other people talking about cancel culture are not saying that this is like the same thing is like being asked to shut the fuck up. <laughs> cancel culture in which you are simply stigmatized and ostracized and maybe driven from your chosen profession is certainly preferable to being uh, attacked by a knife wielding madman. Um, but 
there is a way in which this is a difference in degree, but not in kind. The no, it's a difference in kind. One is either just people dunking on you on Twitter, which is a lot of what cancel culture is. It's like somebody says some fucking stupid and everybody dunks on them. And they're like, I've been canceled because everybody's making fun of them. Or maybe you lose your job. Maybe you lose some, you know, public respect that you might've had. Maybe you lose subscribers on your Patreon or whatever, but that is a different in kind to having someone stab you. That's not a difference in degree. A difference in degree would be, did they stab you once or seven times? Or maybe did they stab you or, or beat you with their fists? Those would be differences in degrees. That's differences in degrees of violence. This is a difference in kind. Are both instances in which people are preferring a system in which what may be said and what may not be said is dictated by some authority and that uh again like nobody this this drives me nuts nobody's saying you can't say what you said people are just saying oh you're gonna talk like that i don't really want anything to do with you anymore that could be some cases people's family is like they've been estranged from their family a lot of QAnon people either they uh were the ones who caused the estrangement the family couldn't take it anymore and they said don't come to thanksgiving um this is these are like interpersonal relationship and professional relationship decisions these are freedom of association decisions in a lot of cases this is this is gross what he's saying here is gross those limits should uh, guide discourse and be severely punished when they are uh, violated. And there is an alternative, of course, which is the alternative upon which the West is based, in which individuals are free to think and to say essentially anything. Now, of course. Yes, of course. But then other people are free to think and say anything in response. This, this shit right here, it's like a one-way street. It's like, I get to do X, Y, and Z, and you get to shut the fuck up. That's actually not freedom. That's authoritarianism. That's what the Ayatollah was doing. That's where the fatwa comes from. The fatwa comes from, I get to talk, and you get to shut the fuck up. Of course, there are limits worth talking about, but... In the realm of ideas, in the realm of narratives, should you be free to express anything and <clears throat> be challenged if what you have said is uh, vile or dangerous, but not. Oh, to be challenged, like if, if someone had a popular YouTube channel and they were to invite their critics on, maybe. Oh, that's what you don't do. Do y'all remember? When Matt, what the fuck did Matt Leck say to him? Matt Leck was like making fun of him on Twitter. Matt Leck is a producer of the Majority Report. And Brett Weinstein was like, oh, Sam Cedar needs to fire Matt Leck. And Sam Cedar obviously did not fire Matt Leck because that is what your part of your job at the Majority Report and part of your job here at this much smaller enterprise is to piss off people like Brett Weinstein on Twitter. It's, it's, polemics it's it's all in the game baby but when when it was pointed at him and someone kind of popular or some kind of popular entity pointed that that at him 
he decided he was going to do a cancel culture. So he does the same thing. Not be silenced. And of course, this is in one way counterintuitive because everyone who believes that certain things are right in whatever way things can be right and other things are wrong would of course prefer a world of uh, the rightness flourishing and the wrongness uh, being uh, absent. But the problem is, as the American founders correctly realized, the truth is counterintuitive. That even though most ideas that are expressed are probably at best valueless and very frequently wrong and sometimes downright dangerous, the most dangerous thing is an environment in which you cannot express ideas that are not sanctioned because that is a world in which there can be no progress. That is a world frozen in some state. It's it's the fr- the founders said that Congress shall enact no law like, uh, like abridging the freedom of speech. I forget the exact wording of the First Amendment. The wording of the First Amendment was specifically about the government. It wasn't about people clapping back on you on Twitter or some university telling you they don't want you to give a talk or some comedy club saying, ah, maybe not so much. It didn't say anything about that. It said Congress. And by extension, we generally understand it to also mean state governments can't do it. And local municipalities can't do it. School boards can't do it. That kind of stuff. <sighs> Frozenness, really, which uh, which I think is what many people who uh, think that free speech should go by the wayside are are not recognizing. It is it is also the height of hubris. It is an arrogance that comes of imagining that now, finally, after however long it is that you want to keep track of in the past, finally we have arrived at a moment of perfect understanding. And whereas like, we can- Like, when they do this, like, who the fuck thinks we've come to an era of perfect understanding? It's just like they. It's always this fucking, it's always this such a, like, a vague notion of the people who disagree with us. The people who want free speech gone think that we've come to an era of perfect understanding. Heather, do any of these people have names so that we could check and see if they've said anything like this? People get mad at me. They're like, you know, you're really, you really mean sometimes to the people you're criticizing and this and that. But at least that motherfucker that I'm criticizing has a name. <laughs> at least you could look up the person I'm talking about and what the fuck they said. Whereas these people, it's like, oh, just they, they, they're, they, they don't like free speech. They think we have a perfect understanding. That's great, Heather. Who the fuck are they? Because it ain't me. It ain't most of your critics. And all look back on previous moments and say, oh, weren't they confused? Weren't they small-minded? Weren't they ignorant? Didn't they not know the things that we know now? It imagines that we are now omnipotent and omniscient and that we have full possession of not just what do you call like what do you call a straw person argument when instead of like just a person it's like everyone who disagrees with you is it a straw critic do we call it the straw critic argument like what is the argument when it's not uh, just the straw person what do we call it when it's expanded to just a vast number of people who think you could go fuck yourself like what do we call that just the knowledge, but also the power, and therefore that we want the full possession of the power to make sure that everyone who doesn't yet see things as clearly as we do uh, can be forced to be relegated to um, to basically be our underlings. So I wanted to try to put this in context of a model that uh, longtime listeners of Dark Horse will have interacted with many times in many different contexts. 
in the comparison between uh, fatwa culture and cancel culture, you could view them as uh, distinct and one preferable over the other. Um, they're a difference in kind. Yeah. Fatwa literally means it's like Scientology's um, fair game where you can do anything to destroy that person if they're a critic. Yeah, that's fucking completely different than you should be fired from your job as a professor because you're sexually harassing the students or you're impossible to work with or you're telling people about race and IQ garbage. Like, these are not the same thing. Like, fatwa, like, we just saw what it looks like when someone tries to enact a fatwa. They try to kill you. Or you could view them as the same thing uh, in a different form. That the purpose is to make sure that what is accepted is accepted by fiat rather than by some process in which we right. all participate. Okay. And um, no, 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 it, the, the fucking no, 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 no. The discourse is accepted by process. It's a messy process of people. People are rude to each other. They make fun of each other. People sometimes go too far and people get their accounts suspended. Like all kind of shit happens. It's a mess. It, it's a process. It's just a mess. Here's the thing that I think uh, needs to be explored. One of these is obviously religious, right? It is by religious authority that the fatwa on Salman Rushdie was issued. And the other of these is nominally secular. Yes. <clears throat> That is the wrong way to think about it, though. It is true. But that's not that's not the way anybody's thinking about this, except for maybe like super edgy atheist types who like still think it's like 2010 or whatever. Like, I'm not really as far as the fatwa goes. I understand there's a religious aspect to it. But the difference to me is just the fucking straight up call to violence and the fucking monetary reward for the violence that is a, a fucking so dramatically different then people clapping back on you at uh, on Twitter and then you ending up like quitting your professor job or whatever, because you think, I don't know, because you think they're going to fire you. Like that's, these are just like so fucking different. These, it hasn't, it doesn't really matter that one comes from religion and one doesn't. It's like, what is the outcome? The ultimate outcome. If things go poorly for if you get canceled versus if you get fatwa, well, if you get canceled, maybe you lose your job. Maybe, it, maybe you don't go out in public as much because people, you know, you did something bad or you did something a lot of people think is bad and you don't want to deal with that shit. Whereas if, if the, if you get fatwad, they kill you or you get fucking injured, like, like terribly injured. These are like just so far and away different than each other. Factual level, but it is untrue at a deeper level. And what I would argue is that we come all of us, irrespective of what lineages we emerge from, we all come from a world of religious authority. Every lineage has that feature up until some point at the least, and some of them continue to have it. Those religious authorities are the result <clears throat> of an evolutionary process. Wait, no. And what I've argued many times, and I'm going to argue here again, is that you cannot found a religion in the same way that you cannot write a myth. Mm -hmm. You can write a narrative and then selection can act upon narratives, throwing about, throwing out almost all of them relatively quickly after they are written, preserving a few that have some kind of value and then honing them and turning them into durable myths. Yes. 
And the same thing can be should have taken the night off, Brett. Of a religion, you cannot found a religion. You can found something that functions on those modalities, which I would say is correctly understood to be a cult. And then a very tiny fraction of those cults turns out to have some sort of durability, lasting power, and uh, capacity to, in some way or other, enhance the lives of uh, believers and adherents. So the way a cult actually becomes a religion, if you ask me, is first you got to kill a few million people, then you got to force your beliefs on a few million others. Boom! That's how your cult becomes a religion. Yeah, and you know, cult always has a negative valence to it, a negative connotation. But um, if we try to put that aside for the moment, what you're arguing is that a story with staying power can become myth. A cult with staying power can become religion. Um, but no, as, a cult, uh, a, no, a cult that's generally a, a small religious sect that is willing, to, that has the means to and is willing to use force against other people who maybe have different beliefs or no beliefs at all. That's kind of how you become a religion historically. Origin, neither a story nor a cult has the capacity to at the at once at at its inception call itself either myth or religion. Right. <coughs> I apologize. Um, Is Brett going to die? What I'm getting at, I agree with the point about the negative valence. I think we need to stop having a negative valence for uh, cults and stories. And we need to stop. Oh, no. Are they going to pivot to Scientology? We need to stop thinking of cults as negative. The reason we think of cults as negative is generally not because of their belief systems. It's because of their behavior. It's it's oftentimes a a leader, uh, a, a strong man. It's almost always a man. And they exert control, undue influence and control on their members. That's what a cult is. Other, the other stuff isn't really as important as what happens when you try to leave. These people either don't know anything about cults or are maybe going to pivot to Scientology. Think about them in terms of the chances that that one is a durable one are very, very low. So our skepticism of both things right? A story can be entertaining, but what are the chances that a story is valuable? Well, if we know nothing about the content of the story, it's very low. And um, the same thing for a cult. What is the chance that that set of beliefs and traditions has uh, is more beneficial than it is harmful to adherence? Chances are very, very low, but you know, all all the religions of the world that have succeeded in uh, protecting a population and facilitating its flourishing have started there and all the myths have started as just stories as well so yeah i mean i I do i i think we need different words though because cult does also mean something you know different and specific heather people who talk about cults have different words high control high demand group it's like the best description of like what a cult is. We have other language for that, Heather. And there are plenty of stories that don't have the capacity to turn into myths. So it's, I, I would say this is an imprecise mapping. It, well, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think so, but I think it does require uh, extra precision to get there because somebody who imbues a cult with the capacity to advise that person as if it were a religion that has withstood the test of time is making an error. So the point is that the negative... I I didn't follow that. The negative connotation of the term cult comes from the fact... You wouldn't wouldn't say that a, uh, a book that contained a description of a potential, a candidate religion, 
was itself dangerous. It is the adherence to it. That is to say, people who ascribe it uh, with that kind of potential, uh, that kind of value in the present before it has stood the test of time and before it has been refined by selection in any way are making an error. They are um, treating something. Not to like dwell on this, but they're, the problem with the cult is the fucking behavior of the higher ups almost always. Not always the higher ups, but the higher ups are the ones sort of driving the behavior and driving what we, when we talk about cult-like behavior, we're not, we don't generally talk about the beliefs. We're talking about how you can't leave, how you get love bombed, like the process. It's the process of indoctrination. That's the problem. And at some point during the indoctrination, now the cult has undue influence and control over you and they're able to make unreasonable demands of you. That's the problem. These people haven't looked into like, they haven't looked into anybody who, studies or researches cults they didn't haven't even spent five fucking minutes looking into this and all they have to do all day is this fucking show with the capacity to advise that it doesn't it is not yet known to have so, that, that's fair I, I don't think that addresses the question of how i mean i i just i wasn't i'm not prepared for this conversation i'm not remembering the various tentacle definitions that have been proposed for what makes a thing a cult as opposed to some other small organization and gee if only if only you didn't have to work all day in the fucking coal mine or whatever it is you do during the day either what did you do all day before your show <laughs> you could spend five minutes to figure out like just look up a few resources on like people who do cult research this drives me crazy about their show uh, I think uh, that there are qual characteristics of cults that are not inherently found in religion. Well, so what I what I the part that's important for the argument <coughs> that I'm making is that the value of these things has never been in their factual accuracy, right? And this has tripped up secularists who look yep. at the factual inaccuracy of many of these belief sure. systems and imagine it to invalidate the whole project. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, actually, factual accuracy was never the point. Um, Control generally the point was. is prescriptive. How should you behave, right? And because these traditions, the ones that have withstood the test of time, I'm not arguing that any individual one is good or bad, right? There may be some that are pure bad. Probably all of them have components of both. Um, but Bring up Scientology. The point is... When, you know, as, as I've argued many times, a literally false, metaphorically true idea is one that if you behave as if it was true, you do better than you would if you behaved according to the fact that it is false. And so in this framework, you have the ability to hand down ideas, ideas that may be factually in conflict with the evidence have people behave as if it is not in conflict with the evidence and for some reason do better. Now, what I'm arguing is that cancel culture is doing exactly this. Cancel culture, wokeness, is strangely indifferent to the fact that what it claims is factually true is so deeply in conflict with what is well understood already. And, sim and, and observable by simple means. Simple means, yeah. right. But again, they, their wokeness, it's just so nonspecific. Can they just say my name on their fucking show or something? Can they just be like, gay Dave is wrong about everything? And so 
this, I think, again, this is tripping. Uh, we who are highly skeptical of the woke revolution are in some ways tripped up the way scientific secularists are tripped up by. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're tripped up mostly by your bigotries and your refusal to like grapple with them. Earth is 6,000 years old, mm-hmm. right? Secularists are often, you know, well, why, obviously it's not 6,000 years old, years old, therefore it is invalid. Oh, so the tripped up, by, by tripped up you mean we find the obvious falsehood and we say that's all you need that's all you need to know yeah, we're, we're like done. We're, we're done here clearly this makes no sense these people aren't serious the other difference here is the earth is 6000 years old is a truth claim <clears throat> and to to a great extent wokeness versus anti-wokeness is generally like dispositional and ideological and a lot of times matters of opinion <clears throat> sure people are bigots and they think that, you know, certain groups of people are better and like, or, you know, they're going to move on to trans stuff at some point. Cause they, you know, what else are they going to do? And sure. Like we think they're wrong, but these are still matters of opinion. It's just that your opinion sucks. And it like, when you extrapolate it out onto society and then you have a lot of people with this opinion, it hurts people in marginalized groups. And but that's a these are these are different kinds of questions than is the earth 6000 years old it's just a different kind of question we're not paying attention to reality therefore can we just stop already right. and that's not that's that's neither um it it has been often discussed that that is actually not the right way to dissuade people who who believe a thing with you know with with rationality and logic in the face of a firmly held belief uh, but i think you're saying you're coming at it from a slightly different perspective you're saying uh this is going to be that this is ineffective in understanding what it is because we're stopping too soon in our analysis of it right we are we are we're like people who want to drag a geologist to a creationist and say talk to show them. them the strata right show them the strata show yeah. them just how long lived the thing is and then they'll understand that that thing they believe in is wrong and the point is factual accuracy about the nature of the dirt was never the point mm-hmm. right where the universe came from was never the point where yeah. people came from was never the point the point was but, well the thing is okay the the age of the dirt is something we can we can determine we have methods by which to do that where the universe came from fuck no we don't have methods to determine that we don't have methods to determine how life started on earth maybe one day we will that'd be interesting i can't wait probably not in my lifetime right because these things happened so fucking long ago how should you behave right now the dangerous thing here and the thing i want to distinguish right obviously you know if i have to pick between uh you know fatwas and stabbings and uh being maligned on wikipedia (laughs) he's like those are actually the same obviously i prefer the latter Mm -hmm. right however have they been maligned on wikipedia the one the ancient version is at least about something now again i'm not defending anything about it It is absolutely vile that somebody uh, stabbed Salman Rushdie. You're trying to explain it the same way you have tried to explain the Nazis. Well, yes. Oh, did we miss Brett trying to explain the Nazis? See, this is what happens when we abandon ship on people. We missed Brett trying to explain the Nazis. I bet it was almost as good as Jordan Peterson trying to explain the Nazis. There is something, the fact that cancel culture has some analogy 
in the sense that it wants to fiat belief, that it wants to fiat beliefs that are in conflict with factual evidence and mm -hmm. is completely indifferent to the comparison between the two, yeah. is about the fact that this is some sort of brand new cult, right? It has two things going against it. One of them is uh, it wants perfectly dangerous, insane things, and it is in no way tested by any process. Right? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the point is, it's like somebody came up with this bullshit and now wants to hand it down with the authority of God. And the point is, the authority of God is not about a deity. The authority of God is about the test of time. And no time has passed here. Right? Wait, what? So what we're watching is. Wait, no. As society changes, like once the change happens or once once you see the change emerging, yeah, not a lot of time has passed since the change happened because you're living through it, Brett. Like, come on. Like, this is, this is so fucking mind-expandingly stupid. He's like, no, no, as society changes, not a lot of time has passed. It's like, no fucking shit, dude. Yeah. That's why we're saying that the times are a-changing. I got a whole song about it in the 60s. A cult of some kind of power structure, some kind of power structure that wants the right to alter the most fundamental things about civilization on the basis of beliefs that are completely wrong, but it hasn't even demonstrated that it knows anything that would allow it to last a decade. But which beliefs and who's espousing them? Like, come on. It's all so vague. It's, oh, it's so, it's so frustrating if like I was interviewing somebody and they were talking like this, even if I thought they were smart and I was planning on having like, you know, a cordial interview because I thought they had like a, a deep knowledge base about something or other, I'd be remiss if I didn't challenge them on this stuff. Cause I'd be like, Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. And they just, it's, he just does this. He just does this. It's just so fucking vague. Like, who is he talking about? What, what ideas? haven't stood the test of time and if your ideas have to stand the test of time then why should we even have any new ones <laughs> right nothing at all this is actually um highly relevant to one of the things i want to talk about which i could insert here or i could i could hold off it's your call um let, let me just let me just insert uh she's like i'm gonna say something crazy should i do it now or five minutes from now one of the things that i was hoping to talk about it it's gonna feel very not in keeping but i know that you've got you, you're gonna be able to return to this yep. um i ran into this story this week zach what is the tampon tax 28 states do not charge sales tax on menstrual products this is on a site called usafacts.org, which is a site I had never heard of before, uh, which if you look, uh, we're just going to, we're going to try uh, to, uh, I'm gonna try to use my computer here, look at what they say they, they believe principles, USA facts believes that facts deserve to be heard. Democracy is only successful when it's granted in truth. We're here to provide that grounding with trust. Oh, I bet this is some third way bullshit. I bet, I bet I would hate that website. And we standardize data straight from government agencies and present in plain language with helpful visualization so you can understand the history of programs and policies. Okay, and they say a number of, of things here about being comprehensive, understandable, factual, and unbiased, contextual. I don't know about people-centric. I don't know what they <laughs> are claiming there, but... Well, um, why don't you read what it says under there? Your, your stream kind of went a little, went a little uh, Nintendo 64 on us here, so we can't read it. 
why don't you read what it says under people centric? Maybe you get an idea. It's only a sentence or two, Heather. I know you don't do research before your show, but. And it's, and it's started by uh, a former CEO of Microsoft, current owner of the LA Clippers. I don't know why that's relevant, but you always see those. Oh, Steve Ballmer. According to this guy. Um, Is it Steve Ballmer? Oops, I lost the, oops. So take away my screen for a second, Zach. Uh, thank you. Uh, so the original article here um, that got me to this site, what is the tampon tax, begins with this sentence. About a quarter of the U.S. population are women in the 15 to 49 age group, and while not everyone in the group needs menstrual products, footnote, it's an essential part of life for many. So just before I go to that footnote, I will say the the question is one that may not be of interest to many of our listeners and viewers, but it is it is a question about if if you are one of the, you know, half of Americans who at some point in your life are likely to end up needing menstrual products. Uh, and this feels like a necessary, uh, this, this is there, this is something that is necessary that you did not choose, that is just part of what your life is. Uh, should that thing be taxed? Right. And so that's, that's what maybe it should be free data are being collated to, to address like which states do, which states don't. Um, but this footnote, not everyone in the group needs menstrual products. The group, again, being women in the 15 to 49 age group. Footnote one, well, it turns out these people don't know how to write footnotes because footnote one is irrelevant, but it's actually footnote three that they mean here. Wow, that's tiny too. Um, for those of you looking, you can now see it says women outside of this age group and people of any gender who menstruate may also need these products. Now, again... <laughs> This is this is on a site USA Facts. But, you, 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 but yeah, some people. Yes, that the, the footnote was fine. They they did they, maybe they fucked up the footnote and put one where three was supposed to be. I mean, you, I don't know if you've ever fucked up a link on your blog. I certainly have. Dot org, uh, that has described itself, and indeed, I will find here the Washington Post interview of this guy steve balmer the exactly like she, she like doesn't know who the fuck steve balmer is dude <laughs> wow wow y'all are y'all are swimming in peter Thiel's money and you have no idea who steven steve balmer is all right dude um the washington post interview of the guy who founded usa facts uh this is an interview from 2017 it says again the former chief executive of microsoft and the current owner of the la clippers um he describes himself here as a pro-facts partisan. Okay, so he's trying to be clever here. He's a pro-facts partisan. So on this site, which describes itself as many ways as it can think to, as being about facts, not about opinions, not about caring about your feelings, not about you know choosing an ideology, it has snuck in to the footnote of this article the idea that... <laughs> You are a woman if you say you're a woman, and that is going to mean that we can no longer talk about basically menstrual products being only for women. And it feels to me- But I mean, you can, right? Like <clears throat> if I said, like if I said, oh, women need tampons or menstrual products, nobody's gonna jump down my throat. Somebody might be like, hey, you know, that's incomplete. And that's all they said is that, hey, you know, the wording here is a little bit incomplete. You know, there are trans men and people who are non-binary. They didn't say that, but that's what it meant. And also the age group, right? Because there's some people who men's start menstruating earlier than the, what did they say, 14? And some people who continue to menstruate, I think the, the top of the age group was 59. There's some people who continue to menstruate after that. So they were just like saying, hey, 
this isn't the entirety of people who menstruate. This is very much precisely, if, if I may, Zach, precisely about uh, the same kind of thing that you are talking about here with regard to sneaking in, sneaking in ideas that are just bald faced against what everyone can see. Right? Wait, what? It's what you, how you feel. Like the footnote was worded in such like a, almost like a, <clears throat> it wasn't, the footnote wasn't all trans rights, motherfucker. The footnote just said, hey, some people outside of this, this group that we're defining here also need these products. <laughs> Dress how you want to present. So some people want to agree with this, but it's all good. But then claiming that how you feel and how you want to dress makes you the thing that you're not. And therefore causes a site that claims to be about facts and is being, you know, is started and led by a so-called pro-facts partisan to tie themselves in knots writing footnotes. But the person writing the article isn't like a gender studies expert. And so they're basically deferring to gender studies experts or I don't know what other kinds of experts they might be deferring to. That's what the footnote is, is just deferring to other expertise. No sense at all is a sign that we are not in a reality-based universe at this point. It is exactly that, that we are not in a reality-based universe. And what I was going to argue as part of this model <laughs> is that, you know, we talk about these things as virtue signaling. Yep. Um, no, no, that was just a hedge, Brett. That's a hedge. If only Brett had a deeper understanding of what it means to hedge when you make statements about statistics. If only Brett was just a little bit better, maybe at understanding the hedge. I'm going to argue that whether that is, there is certainly an element of that, signaling your virtue to people. What these really are, though, more fundamentally, is shibboleths, right? They are shibboleths, yes. They are shibboleths. And so imagine for a second that a cult- A shibboleth being uh, a word- uh, oh, well, thanks. Hold on. Watch. A shibboleth being uh, a word. Thanks, Heather. Uh, that uh, the pronunciation of which can identify whether or not you are of this or another tribe. Right. So <coughs> the basic point is the word shibboleth itself is arbitrarily, the correct pronunciation is arbitrary. And somebody who has just learned your language. Like what, what are you talking about? What the fuck? may uh, be able to read it and pronounce it in some way, but among the various ways, you know, shibboleth, shibboleth, whatever you might Sepulveda. say. <laughs> Sepulveda. My yeah, favorite exactly. one for whether or not you're actually from Los Angeles or not. Sepulveda. Um, <clears throat> but it reveals yeah. that you're not one of us. Mm -hmm. And the point really is those of us, you know, uh, us who are playing the role of the secularists here, looking at the woke, going, wait a second, you, what you just said is so wrong. I can, I can explain to you exactly why it's wrong. And we're completely missing the boat. And the yeah. point is really the wronger, the better, because what you want, ah, if you're going to inflict this stuff on doctors, for example, right, you want 17 things that doctors now have to say that they all know aren't true. So that somebody who's not really with you and is just hoping this will blow over reveals themselves, right? Mm -hmm. You only want the people who are, you know, will do anything to stay in and therefore will sign up for whatever nonsense you've decided is medically sophisticated. I think I lost track. Who's the you here? Which side is the you on? If you are the revolution, 
the <coughs> like the woke revolution. Well, woke is one version of this, but if you I are the, don't, I don't if know you are the revolution that is going to use fiat okay. to hand down, here is how you are to behave. Uh, Salman Rushdie, mm -hmm. he is not an acceptable human being anymore. Yeah. You are to accept that he is no longer acceptable. Wait, why? Certain consequences. You are to accept that these treatments are uh, safe and effective. Right, you J.K. Are Rowling is no longer an acceptable human being. Right, if you are going to accept the yeah. handed down from on high conclusion about who's in and who's out and yeah. what's true and what's false and how we are to behave, right? But aren't they do? Don't they do a version of this where they want to hand down from on high what's true and what's not? They're just mad that credentialed people and regular people aren't buying what they're selling and that people aren't falling in line with what they're doing. The point is that this is either one or several cults haven't passed the test of time that are now behaving with the authority to make us subscribe. And anybody who doesn't subscribe is cast out, is punished, all sorts of things happen to them. So some sort of secular equivalent of a fatwa. Mm -hmm. And people, <laughs> some sort of secular equivalent of a fatwa. Except like people just make fun of you and tell your tell the university that you work at that you're a joke and that you shouldn't be working there. It's like a fatwa. Don't get cast out. Increasingly are accumulating beliefs at odds with the basic facts of reality. Right? How can that be? Right? Well, this is how that can be. And I would argue that in one sense, the secularists are again, in some ways, <coughs> at fault here because what's happened is it's this phenomenon, uh, apparently various people have said this, the religion-shaped whole. Mm -hmm. That to the extent that uh, it is true that religion is a product of evolution, that its purpose is not to tell you how the universe works, but to tell you how to behave. It is a narrative structure that comes with uh, prescriptive um, uh, recipes for well-being. And that the stories that come along with it are at odds with the fact I, facts, either because those who wrote those stories didn't have access to the facts, right? Or because the purpose is to be at odds with the facts in order to figure out who's on board and who isn't. So what we are dealing with is a bunch of cults that are using an architecture built into the human mind, right? The desire to have somebody tell me how it is that I should behave in a confusing world. And if that somebody is an ancient tradition that has passed the test of time, then there will be at least some wisdom in the prescriptions of how to behave, not in the facts as they are described, but in the what you're supposed to do, the thou shalt and thou shalt nots will carry wisdom. That is not the case for some brand new cult that is handing down uh, pseudo wisdom and nonsense stories um, by fiat backed by threat, right? That's where we are. And but the threat is like that you're going to get dunked on or that people are going to say that you shouldn't be teaching students or people are going to say that you shouldn't be the CEO like of like a public like a public official for a company or a public official for the government. Like this is not this is nothing like a fatwa. This is I can't believe we're still that they're still on this. Well, it's not inherently the case. So your your point is if it's ancient and it has persisted there is likely to be, there is very likely to be some wisdom there. If it is modern, and therefore it has not stood any test of time, that, that is all we know. It has not stood a test of time, and therefore uh, the near certainty that there is some wisdom therein 
uh, is much lower. Well, I'm going to go a step further, and I realize <clears throat> you are correctly repeating back an argument that I just made a few minutes ago that we have to be indifferent as to whether or not it will stand the test of time. In the case of the modern cults, I don't think we do. These particular active cults that are using this religious modality to feed us uh, prescriptions by fiat power because there is science and we are able to look at the things that we have been told about what we must do and we are able to evaluate the question of whether or not they did function to our benefit, right? So for example, the question of vaccine safety and effectiveness, which we- Up, here we go. Yeah, these vaccines are safe and effective, right? Follow the science, that's what we were told. Now, um, we can see that story <coughs> coming apart. And so the fact that we have been handed something that caused people to harm themselves or to take risks that they didn't need to take. Why were children vaccinated with these things? If they stood effectively, no, a healthy child stood effectively, no risk from COVID. Why would they accept a treatment that would expose them to significant risk? So in this case, what we have is an early um, ability. The test of time has already proven these things false, I guess is what I'm in some Same. cases, I mean, I, th I think. But wait, when the vaccines came out, weren't they the ones saying like immediately that they were bad and weren't their ideas new and novel and hadn't stood the test of time? And I think that like <clears throat> the test of time has proven them wrong. Like they've been dunked on and made fun of and discredited by a lot of people who I think are fairly credible. Like the people at Science Based Medicine have been on the Brett and Heather since they started going anti-vax. And there aren't too many people more credible on like medicine and science communication, at least in my mind, than uh, Steve Novella and David Gorski. It's unfortunate. It's too easy to go like, okay, well, here we're talking about this one. Here we're talking about this one. This this is already this is already falsified. Sure, we got lots of these things that are already falsified with varying degrees of the recognition of that falsification. I will say though, um, to interject again, one of the things that I wanted to get to ultimately uh, is that the CDC has updated its COVID guidelines, and so let us just talk about that a little bit here, Good. since since you raised it. Um, NPR reports. Um, NPR reports on Twitter, who knew? Um, they say, the update isn't a huge overhaul of the existing guidance, but it does represent an increasing focus on individuals making their own decisions about their level of risk and how they want to mitigate that risk, said Dr. Marcus Plessia, chief medical officer for, I didn't look up what that is. Um, so uh, you have nothing to do all day but the show, but you couldn't be fussed to look up what that is. Guidelines, and I'll show you the actual CDC guidelines <clears throat> shortly. The summary has four bullet points. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus, and it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. The second bullet point is the doozy, right? Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Well, isn't it obvious then that hidden in that bullet point is we recognize that effectively you are the same that um, these these things for which so many people's lives have been destroyed, um, and I'm not even talking about the vaccine injured, I'm talking about those who have resisted and therefore have lost opportunities, have lost jobs, have lost family, have lost friends, have lost all of these things, um, are now, it's going to just quietly slip in, oh, by the way, it's fine, never mind. Not even in our bad though, wow. not even in our bad, hold on. Um, 
let me let me put up the actual CD CDC document. Uh, let me put it up in the PDF form though, so I can show. So here's the CDC document that it's it's in. Yeah, um, this is from August 11th, so a couple days ago. CDC summary of guidance for minimizing the impact of COVID-19 on individual persons, communities, and healthcare systems. United States, August 2022. Uh, they, of course, put out a lot of these things, um, but this is the most recent one. And if we scroll down to see vaccines and therapeutics to, re to reduce medically significant uh, illness, let me just make this a little bit bigger for those reading along at home, except that doesn't really work. Um, yeah, that doesn't really work. So I'm just going to have to, you're just going to have to squint. Uh, COVID-19 vaccination. They start by saying COVID-19 vaccines are highly protective against severe illness and death and provide a lesser degree of protection against asymptomatic and mild infection. Then, receipt of a primary series alone, in the absence of being up to date with vaccination through receipt of all recommended booster doses, provides minimal protection against infection and transmission. Being up to date with vaccination provides a transient period of increased protection against infection and transmission after the most recent dose, although protection can wane over time. That is a huge admission. And it's not that suddenly there's a lot new, a lot of new data out, or there's a lot of new, um, analysis of, of existing data no there, there is a lot of new analysis of existing data and there is new data out time has passed data is being collected she's just wrong this is these are things that we have known and i don't know what prompted this report now but what we are seeing is we are we the cdc are going to put out a report that allows that allows those organizations who have been listening to us as if we are the law, which they are not, uh, to start treating the unvaccinated like full people again. While acknowledging- What the that fuck is she talking vaccines, about? What do they say? Provide minimal protection and provide a transient period of increased protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like- they provide some protection against getting infected, some protection against spreading it. But what the vaccine does is makes it so you don't get like incredibly sick and so you don't end up in the hospital. That's what the vaccine does. Which wanes over time. So <clears throat> I agree with the interpretation uh, that you put on it. This is a tacit admission. Yes. Right. What it functions as though, the whole point, and uh, again, uh, longtime viewers and listeners of Dark Horse will remember discussions in which we talk about the fact that sometimes uh, the correct narrative emerges in the end. But what must not happen from the point of view yes. of these power players is that they must not vindicate those who were right about it at the time. So yes. they do not go back and clean up the record. This is a what he's mad about is that the CDC isn't saying, oh, Brett and Heather were right. What they are doing. Uh, maybe Catholics will bristle at this, but you know, again, this is not an attack on Catholics. What they are doing, though, is effectively doing this by encyclical, right? Mm. They are simply updating the wisdom from the oracle, right? The person with the connection to God is telling us what the new wisdom on the vaccines is, and the new wisdom on the vaccines is that the vaccinated and the unvaccinated are equivalent now. Right. They are not saying, actually, our old story fell apart so violently that we are forced to backtrack 
And you, by the way, probably ought to figure out who was right about that in the first place and start listening to them because they had us beat. <laughs> but they weren't saying like what the, what they just talked about the CDC saying they that wasn't what they were saying and what they were being criticized for. What the CDC said there is something that like I've been saying and that like I've been saying it because I've been fucking getting it from good sources like science based medicine is that it is not the, the vaccine will not prevent you from getting covid that people should still wear masks especially like at the store where like there's going to be there's going to be people who are you know vulnerable but that the vaccine you should get it because there is some reduced risk of you catching covid some reduced risk of you spreading covid if you do catch it and then if you get covid you're way less likely to get hella sick like that's not what brett and heather were saying they had people on saying that the vaccine was causing miscarriages in which babies heads were exploding from the get-go, they will never say that. No, they will not. So what they're doing is simply updating the guidance. And you're only supposed to care yep. about the immediate belief structure of the thing that hands down the instructions by fiat. That's mm -hmm. why the encyclical works here. And <clears throat> again, it is because whatever it is that has captured the CDC is functioning to create something that fits a religion-shaped whole. A religion shaped the religion shaped hole. The, the, the CDC is captured by something that is trying to fill a religion shaped hole. Get the fuck out of here. Now to start treating the vaccinated and unvaccinated equally, which of course you should have done all along, right? Yeah. What's more, it lags <coughs> the reality, right? It does not pay any attention to the accumulating evidence that in fact these vaccines have been harmful, right? Have but that's not what, because that's not true. So the CDC isn't saying that the CDC has some flaws, but they're not going to go out there and publish a bunch of anti-vaccine fucking propaganda that they got from you interpreting theirs. Immunity. It completely ignores the fact that even the data that they use to argue that these things have some substantial effect that yes, wanes over time ignores the fact that they create a vulnerability when you're first given them. Right. Okay. So a vulnerability when you're first given them, do they mean that like, like when I got the booster, it, I was knocked out for 24 hours, you know, is that what they mean? Or do they mean like baby's heads exploding? The way, there's a burning bush on that mountaintop over there. And I spoke with it and I came down with the new wisdom about how it is that we are to behave. And you're never going to believe this, but I know that we were, uh, we were busy scorning and throwing out of our homes and our theaters, the unvaccinated. But, uh, as of now, uh, we're going to stop doing that. Yeah. Right. I'm still yeah. less comfortable going to venues where vaccine, um, you know, I was vaccines aren't required for a while on a weekly basis, checking for with, for instance, the local theater companies, you know, who, who who's going to let us in. And uh, I just I gave up a couple months ago. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, these these people are insane and they don't understand. <laughs> fucking shout out to the fucking theater kids. Fuck, yeah. They're like, get out of here, weird wooden room people reality or science and they're just never going to let people who didn't take the jabs back in and it turns out um that quietly without you know without some of us noticing i just got told yesterday oh yeah actually um at least here in portland oregon suddenly um most of these places are are letting in the unvaccinated again, aren't checking aren't asking for negative tests all of it Yes, as conditions on the ground change policy both from the government and from private organizations is going to change 
And in the big cities, the vaccination rate is pretty high. And so the hospitals aren't over, over full of people for the most part in places like Portland, where I live in San Jose, San Francisco, New York city, uh, Boston, those kinds of places. Yeah. The, the vaccination rate is so incredibly high that at this point, maybe the venues don't need to check anymore because they weren't, they're not going to overrun the hospitals. You know, again, the question that, you know, I'm stuck on, and I know that this is exactly part of what you are, what you were talking about. Like I'm stuck on like, what changed? What happened guys? Conditions on the ground. In your own head. And for the most part, people don't operate that way. You know, I want to know what happened and I want accountability and I want some damn apologies. Like, is the CDC going to apologize to Heather? Does she want the CDC to apologize to her? The societal level. And I want this to never happen again. And instead what we see is, well, what the CDC said. But, oh, well, it's just a, oh, it, uh, it's a lot of mumbling and a lot of like footnotes. Right. And, uh, and whereas just if you would uh, put on my screen for a moment, Zach, again, a tweet uh, from someone I don't know. I don't know who this is. Politically homeless, too, is what they call themselves. Uh, a thread regarding the news of the CDC's new guidelines in no particular order. I was not allowed to volunteer at my kids' schools for over a year because I wasn't vaccinated. A family refused to carpool with us because they said they were uncomfortable with their son sharing a car with us. We had been ratted out by a mutual friend who said to the other mom, well, you do know they aren't vaccinated, right? Right, but that's their right. They have freedom of association. They, they're free not to carpool with the unvaccinated. We were uninvited to good friends to share a vacation house with them. A long <laughs> Oh, the struggle. Oh, we couldn't go to a friend's vacation house in the Hamptons. The theater company because... Denver Center rules. 50% of the restaurants and many businesses in our neighborhood were off limits to us. I won't forget which ones. I'm just going to read this because this ma- like, we don't have any of these precise stories, but it's, it's a freaking match for so many people's experience. We had to eat ice cold lunches out of a backpack huddled outside with frozen hands when we skied at Vale Resort because we weren't allowed inside the lodges. <laughs> Wait, these people went to, they went skiing at the Vale Resort. The fucking, the fucking like audacity to act like you're like a part of like a, um, like a stepped upon class because you had to eat a bag lunch outside of Vail. Season after just two days of my pass wasn't worth it. I wasn't allowed to stay in a hotel or eat in any restaurant for a work trip to DC. I had to cancel it altogether as it made travel there impossible. My husband having trained already for six months was banned from participating in an Ironman event. A group of his friends told him over text that he was endangering them and their families, and they told him he couldn't stay in the Airbnb with them for, and they told him he couldn't stay in the Airbnb with them for a trip they had been planning. They no longer speak to him. <laughs> I was called a conspiracy theorist by dear friends and was left in the dust by them socially. I would have given. I mean, but that's like you buy the that's like the ticket you buy. Like this person that that posted this probably isn't just like unvaccinated. They were probably loud and proud about it on Twitter and Facebook and shit. They cut me off after a vax. It didn't stop transmission or infection. My teens experienced unbelievable amounts of stress. We didn't book a trip. I was disinvited. My husband. Oh, we didn't book a trip. I didn't book a trip last week either. Fired. So yes, and it goes on and on. I'm just, I, I elided some of that. So yes, I am seething a bit right now, having read the CDC's new guidance, knowing that this is what the guidance should have been all along, minus the, ridic- minus the ridiculous masking. I want apologies and I want assurance. But, this, you're, but the masking is a different, a whole different discussion. They just threw the masking in at the end. 
Brett and Heather sometimes take credit for being ahead of the game. They kind of stop doing it, but they take credit for saying early on in COVID that people probably should be wearing masks. They like, oh, the, the fucking government got it wrong. We got it right. We said everybody should be wearing masks, but they're not talking about that anymore, are they? And again, I know that won't come, though. This, that thread speaks for a tremendous number of people. And those, even those who became skeptical, uh, who didn't get boosted, who did their first shot or first two shots and then said, no, actually no more, I'm not seeing it. This set of experiences is invisible to, to, to a majority of Americans, at least, and I think in most of the weird world. And that invisibility means that it is more likely to be able to happen again. Yes. Um, but that's the majority of people are fully vaccinated. I, of course, share exactly your sense of ire and your desire for an apology, because, of course, an apology would involve some power to prevent it from happening again. Yes. And exactly, you could reference the apology. Exactly none of that has been conveyed here. Right. Now, of course, again, that is perfectly predictable that it would go through this. So the real question is, those of us in our- Did people do this when the fucking speed limit in California went from 55 to 65, like speeding enthusiasts? People who are like, actually, I have a modern car with good brakes. It's a safe car, and I think I can travel at 65 miles an hour, and the government's only letting me travel at 55. Then once the government raised the speed limit here in California to 65 on most interstates, did those people demand an apology for the years and years and years of 55-mile-an-hour speed limit? It's like You apply this to other things, and it seems quite silly. How do we push the point and say, not good enough, not nearly good enough, and... Uh, Here's the never again problem. Okay. We had a system in which reality was arrived at through processes, journalistic processes, dialectic processes, scientific processes. That's how Western civilization works. They bypassed the entire thing. They decapitated it and they handed us down directly as if they had gone up a mountain and talked to a fucking burning bush. They handed us new Brett's on one Brett's Brett's ranting, you know, as if from God here's on fire. You are to believe and to act upon. They were wrong. They did tremendous harm and they brutally punished those of us who stood up and said, you couldn't possibly know what you're saying. The mechanisms to know do not exist. You are lying if you are claiming to know these things because you yes. couldn't. Even if your conclusions had been accurate, you are lying in claiming that you can know these things when they claimed to know them because they couldn't possibly have known them at the time. And I love the metaphor of decapitation here because then what they did is they took the head, no longer attached to the system of science, to the dialectic, to the process by which we actually come to understand truth. And they stuck it on a stick and they put it in front of us and had it jaw off at us. And Wait, what? people believed it. Said, like, okay, that talking head. Wait, what? She doesn't just think it. She says it on camera. Must represent science and truth and reality and democracy. It must. Well, and they also, <clears throat> they used a childish, cartoonish uh, mechanism built into the minds of many people mm. to trigger this. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember how Anthony Fauci became Anthony Fauci to all of us in the public who didn't know who he was, right? He was the guy 
who had his head in his hands next to Trump, oh, listening yes. to yeah, yeah. you know Trump be unscientific at the podium. Yeah. That happens. Trump got some stuff right and he got some stuff wrong. But the fact is, Anthony Fauci was visually in the minds of people the mental alternative to Trump, which is why he was imbued with uh, effectively a divine sense of truth about him. But like, who did this? Mm-hmm. Which has well, no, and it was also. As it turns out, as you just said, Trump got some stuff right and he got some stuff wrong. As which things did he get right and which things did he get wrong, Heather? COVID was emerging in that spring of 2020. And he was, Trump was being his usual blustering, off the cuff, pain in the ass, bombast. you know, bombast. It was really easy to think, oh my God. If only we had someone who knew what they were doing, and you, and you could see, you could see some of the stuff that he was just getting wrong, and some of the stuff's like, no, don't, could you not, right? And so to have someone who appeared to have, you know, the imprimatur of science and of history and of sobriety and of you know, just he was he was there on his own recognizance and he knew what he was doing on his own recognizance. He was there because it was his job, Heather. That sort of face plant. He was an employment. Oh, he was an employee. He was employee of the admin of the administrative branch, Heather. And because it was easy for many people to think, if not for Trump, we'd have this thing kicked. We'd we'd we'd. We'd, we'd know what to do, and this would be over already. Obviously, it was going to be Fauci was the answer. Right. Yeah. <coughs> and that visual impression of... Maybe Brett should drink some water. The sober, scientific, dweeby, but highly competent alternative to the bombast who reads stuff on the internet and can't keep it to himself, right? That thing was architected. And it, you know... Yeah. Just architected so happens that the sober alternative happened to be a guy, one of a tiny number of people central to the process of bypassing the gain of function research ban and offshoring the work to the very lab that likely released this thing. Right. It, it, it's almost beyond. Uh, it's so preposterous. It's almost beyond uh, plausible. No, you would have taken a few of those characteristics out of the screenplay because it would have it's, been it's beyond. Too much. It's, it's too much. It's too cartoonish. It's too but I mean, actually, can we play the uh, the video of uh, Anthony we Fauci? We're watching a video of Anthony Fauci um, earlier this week at the Fred Hutchison Cancer Center in Seattle, um, uh, speaking kind of off the cuff. It's interesting. Well, Zach's fired. Can't hear him. So, let me tell you what he said. Okay. Oh, um, it's only it's like a fifty second. Yeah, it's a fifty second thing. Most people have probably seen it already, but please tell them what they said without actually um, adopting his voice or his, his mannerisms. I'm not. Sh- oh yeah, Brett, the known, the well known impersonator of public people. Brett does a killer Fauci impression. Sure, that I can recover from that. Oh, okay. okay we're gonna. Okay. Try it again. It's in the middle. Okay. All right. Skip it. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Anthony Fauci, uh, and I will not imitate him for 
uh, marital reasons. <laughs> for marital reasons, because I don't know if what he's got is contagious. But um, <clears throat> anyway. I just would never be able to look at you the same way. What he effectively says with uh, obvious uh, glee. glee, delight, pride, all of the, you know, I don't know how many sins are involved, but um, a I bunch of I don't think there's them. any gluttony. I'm sure there is. Um, but uh, anyway. trim. Oh, the dude, uh, you know, he's diminutive, but uh, he cuts a fine figure. But anyway. Um, what does the man say? He says that apparently there's something dubbed the Fauci effect. Mm. So far as I can tell, he dubbed it the Fauci effect. Sure. But um, something called the Fauci effect in yeah. which people are, uh, they are applying to medical school um, because his uh, scientific, competent, blah, 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 modality has inspired them to take up um, medicine uh, by his model or something like this. Which, mm -hmm. Because, he says, I, Fauci, symbolize integrity and truth. Not to me, he doesn't. Well, that's what I, I, I just looked up the, the little... But, like, <clears throat> they didn't play the clip. We don't know what he said. And we also don't know if... We also don't know what his tone was. Right. Because I could be like, hey, you know, there's a there's a gay Dave effect where everybody's a streamer now. And just the way I said that, you know, that I don't fucking believe that. Right. You know that it's like like so like his his tone and like like his body language and stuff while he said it is like completely missing. Also, like, I don't trust these two to like accurately relay uh, what somebody else said. Blur. What, what actually does he say? The Fauci effect more and more people going to medical school, he claims, uh, is because he symbolizes integrity and truth. Especially, and I think, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, in this era of misinformation, he invokes January 6th. Uh, and yeah, he invokes a range of things from January 6th to whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it was only a 50 yeah. second clip. <laughs> My God, it's, it, I mean, really, it's like, it's 52 seconds. It's, it's quite a thing. I mean, seconds, it's and he really crams a lot in there it's the it's yeah. the equal of that one they're like mad that somebody got to the point where he said that he was science mm, yeah um, yeah and you know yeah it's, it's so much the man you know the the wizard behind the curtain but um anyway point being God. this is the structure that decapitated the thing that we the messy thing that we used to have that figured out what was true medically speaking and what wasn't true and what to do about it yeah um they just supplanted the whole thing yeah they got between your doctor and your pharmacist, mm -hmm. something that is unprecedented, mm -hmm. right? And they just started handing down these uh, these encyclicals that changed the behavior of our entire medical establishment. And anyway, I, I wanted to, to point out a couple things about this, right? So they're functioning in a religious modality. They've, I would argue, tapped into the religion-shaped whole issue mm -hmm. that is especially open for those people who are secular, right? Which is going to be a higher number of people on the left, which is part of why this is going to be more effective. A high among, number of people, yeah. highly mm -hmm. represented in science. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> well, that last cough is a good place, I think, to end the podcast. So <clears throat> we've checked in on the Galaxy Brain Humidor. It's been months, fucking months, since we ran long-form content. Not a whole lot has changed. They took a few subtle digs at uh, the idea that there are trans and non-binary people kind of at the beginning and Heather kind of demanded an apology from the CDC for not listening to her. It's just fucking straight up hubris from these two and you know, nothing's changed. And I think we probably don't have to check back in on them for quite some time. 
we will pull short clips if they say like outrageous things or whatever and the bad stats pulls it and there's just a few of them or whatever for the Sunday show, but we're not going to do any more long form uh, Brett and Heather content. We may check out a little bit of the Q&A during the post game, but maybe not. I'll have to think about it. Um, podcast listeners, I'm going to have to uh, let you go. Thanks for checking out the podcast though. And you can always uh, grab the full show at patreon.com slash echoplex all summer long patrons at any level, even just a dollar get the full audio capture and we may continue that going forward um and there are also ways you can probably just grab the vod from twitch the next day if i don't dj um that's if it's highly likely i won't dj tonight because there's like microphones and stuff set up from last night where i might otherwise dj but uh yeah check us out on twitch twitch.tv slash media and if you're one of the few watching this on youtube do follow and subscribe to the channel and if you're watching this after the fact on Odyssey, um, I don't know. I hope you one day get to the bottom of ethics in game journalism. I'm producer Dave. HK is on an adventure this week, but he'll be back next week. And this is Boomers by Periscope. And uh, I'll see you during red light, everybody.
Sunday, 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 right here on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. It's the Plex, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific and on into red light. We have the worst news in the week that no one else will cover. The Plex has it all. Conspiracy, right-wing nut jobs, Christian extremism, and Madison Star Moon. Tune in every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media and find our full schedule at Echoplex Media dot com.